Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Let us pray. So Father, we just thank You for this great opportunity to be in Your presence this morning. We Thank You for Your Word. Thank You that Your Word brings strength. Your Word brings life. Your Word brings healing. And so, Father, we receive Your Word today. Holy Spirit, open up the Scriptures to us, we pray. We ask it in Jesus' wonderful Name. Can you say Amen? Amen. The Book of Ruth is a fascinating tale of romance, intrigue, loss, disobedience, ultimately faith. Few stories in the Bible are actually told from a woman's point of view. But in the story of Ruth, not only is a woman the main character, but the world of the story is a woman's world. And the writer gives attention to feminine values and feelings. If you love a good love story, some of you are here today, the book of Ruth is the classic love story of the Bible. Some have referred to it as the original rags to riches story. There are only 85 verses in the book of Ruth. One commentator said, it is one of the greatest short stories ever written. Now imagine today we were at a men's conference and I said to everyone today, could you please open up your Bibles to the book of Ruth? And the truth is, is that that would seem a little bit odd at a men's conference. Of course, because it is perceived as a woman's book. And it is a book, of course, as I mentioned earlier, that focuses primarily on women and therefore gains the reputation as being a book that's fit for a woman's Bible study. But the truth is, is that if we approach the book of Ruth, with that mentality or that viewpoint, we are neglecting what is a tremendous story that is filled with revelation for the whole congregation. So turn with me in your Bibles, if you can, to the book of Ruth, chapter one. We're gonna have a read of verse one, excuse me, this morning. Ruth chapter one, verse one. Easy book to find, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. Ruth chapter one, verse one. Anyone here named Ruth, by the way? There's a few, yeah. We've got one famous person. Ruth chapter one, verse one. The Word of God says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Essentially, the story is of, as we read, a famine has taken place. It's in the time of when the judges were ruling. At that time, Israel would disobey God. Then they would eventually return to God. And God would raise up a deliverer to help them. And this cycle continued week in or year in, year out. Here we have a story of a man by the name of Elimelech who is experiencing a famine with his family 
And he decides to, with his wife, Naomi, and their two sons, Malon and Chilion, to leave uh, Bethlehem, Judah, and to go to the land of Moab. Now, of course, we know that the word Bethlehem means house of bread and the word Judah means praise. So it is a picture of a family walking away from the plans and the purposes of God. They are walking away from the will of God. They are leaving the bread, the Word of God, and they are leaving praise in order to find a solution. This family travels to the other side of the Dead Sea, about an 80 kilometre journey, and it was supposed to be a temporary uh, location just to see them through the famine. And this temporary decision ended up being a decade uh, of disobedience. Two sons, Malon and Chilion, they married outside of Jewish covenant at the time. They married two Moabite women. Their names, of course, were Orpah and Ruth. Sadly, when this family was in Moab, eventually Elimelech, the dad, he died. And not too long after, Malon and Chilion also died. And what we see is a family that makes a bad decision and exchanges one famine for three funerals. So today we're gonna pick up three things that I wanna share with you out of Ruth chapter one that I hope will act as a blessing for you. Number one, Elimelech walked by sight and not by faith. How many of you know that in the call of God upon our lives, in our commitment in Christianity, we are called to be a people of faith. The circumstances won't always be in our favour. Doesn't always line up. But God has called us to be a people of faith. The Word of God says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those who come to God must believe that He is and He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Elimelech believed that he could leave God out of his life without consequence to his family. And this is a challenge to every parent that's in the room here today. We cannot expect to leave God out of our lives and not reap negative results. I wanna challenge every mum and dad that's here today that Jesus needs to be the centre of our homes. And Elimelech is the man, the classic man, who majored on the physical and not on the spiritual. The name Elimelech means my God is king, but the Lord was not the king in Elimelech's life, for he left God completely out of his decisions. He settled for the lesser when God had something greater for him. And he settled for the limited, for something that God had for him that was unlimited. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. How many of you know today that no matter how difficult the circumstances are, the safest and the best place to be 
is in the will of God. Church for me and my commitment to church has never been about convenience. It's never been about whether the timetable works or not. It is an unswerving commitment to be in the will of God. Can I give you a little statement today? Living in the presence of God is far better than living in the absence of trouble. Can we say that again? Living in the presence of God is far better than living in the absence of trouble. Here's Naomi with her two daughter-in-laws in a foreign land, Orpah and Ruth. Naomi hears something that's gone on in Bethlehem. There's an awakening, there's a stirring that takes place in her heart, something that moved her to want to now go back. In Ruth chapter 1, verse 6, have a look at the verse. It says, Then she arose with her daughter-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited His people by giving them bread. She heard that in Bethlehem, that the famine was over. And something moved this woman to make a decision to say, I need to go back to Bethlehem. It's a picture of Christ. Bethlehem means bread. It was visited by the bread of heaven. The house of bread possessed the bread of heaven. And we see in this moment that, the the writer underscores for us this dynamic relationship that exists between Naomi and her daughter-in-laws. Now, I don't know what your relationship is like with your daughter-in-laws. Maybe good, maybe awesome, may need a little bit of prayer, I'm not too sure. But what we see here is a deep bond that exists between Naomi, Orpah and Ruth. The writer underscores it for us because you see in Ruth chapter 1, verse 6, notice how many times the word daughter-in-law is actually used. It says, Then she arose with her daughter-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. And then later in verse 7, it says, Then she went out from the place where she was and her two daughter-in-law with her. Then in verse 8, Naomi said to her two daughter-in-law, And then in verses 11, 12 and 13, the phrase, my daughters, is used in those verses as well. And all of a sudden we see this dynamic relationship and Naomi says to her daughter-in-laws, why don't you stay in Moab? I am going to go back to Bethlehem. We see number two, Orpah gives up, but Ruth was prepared to stand up. Stay with me and watch what happens. In Ruth chapter 1 verse 9, the Bible tells us that Orpah makes a decision to actually go back to Moab. The Bible says there's weeping and then in verse 14, there's lots of weeping again. But it says that Ruth, however, made a decision 
to cling. In fact, it uses the word clung, that Ruth clung to Naomi. Orpah makes a decision to go back. In fact, in verse 15, it gives us a picture of what actually happened. Naomi says to her, go back. And the Bible says that she went back to her people and to her gods. But Ruth made a different decision. She made a decision that she was going to stick with Naomi no matter what. And all of a sudden, we see something in God's amazing plan for planet Earth. We see Naomi represents a Jew returning to the promises of God. Orpah, a non-covenant person, a Gentile walking away from the purposes of God. And we see Ruth, the Gentile, going towards the purposes of God. The story of Ruth is actually you. You are Ruth. You are the person that made a decision once to pursue the promises of God and to leave something behind to cling to the purposes of God. Ruth makes one of the most amazing statements and we see it in Ruth chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. It says, But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Now watch what happens. Notice that she puts the people or says the people first before she actually says your God. Why? Because Ruth realised that you cannot relate to God apart from His people. Verse 17, when you die, I will die and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. What an incredible commitment. What an amazing commitment. Interesting to note that Boaz and Naomi has more words in the book of Ruth than Ruth herself. But this was never about what she speaks. This is about a loyal commitment, an unswerving commitment, a person of conviction. One person said, the Naomi's and Ruth's, the common people, are the heart and soul of His church. Isn't that amazing? So here we see Ruth travelling with Naomi back to Bethlehem. And we see the most extraordinary journey of a non-covenant person coming into covenant. What an amazing God we serve. It's interesting to note that right throughout the book of Ruth, that when Moab is spoken about, it's always referred to as a country. You can read it all the way through Ruth chapter one. But every time Bethlehem is spoken about or Judah, it's referred to as a land, 
A country is defined by borders. Australia, we have borders. We can't all of a sudden go and claim other countries. Can't claim New Zealand unless there's someone born in New Zealand now living in Australia, but they do really well in athletics or something. Well, yeah, they're half they're Australian anyway. But you notice that Judah is referred to as the land. Do you know why? Because the country is limited by its borders, but the land is ever widening. It's expansive. It's where the promises of God are. And today, if you are someone who's walked away from the purposes of God, the story of Ruth is for you. The story of a lady who lost everything and her mother-in-law, Naomi, who lost everything, but God was willing to restore her. What a merciful God we serve. What an amazing God we serve that even though we run away from Him, He provides a way for us to come home. It's amazing because when you have a look at what the people said when Naomi came back uh, and you see it in the message, it's so awesome how they put it in the message. It says, and so the two of them travelled on together to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was soon buzzing. You know, one of the mistakes that people make when they come back to God is they think that there's going to be judgment, that people are going to be very upset. Why did you leave? Shouldn't have left. And all of a sudden, people create this story in their minds that, oh man, you know, those Christians there, they love judging people, you know, they're really judgy, too judgy, you know. But here we see a picture of the mercy of God that when somebody comes back, the Bible says the whole town was buzzing. You may have fallen away from God and you may may have been living in a way that's out of a place of promise and covenant and you've journeyed to the country of Moab. Today you're in the house and you may feel a little bit odd. You may feel like, Do people really love me, care for me? What would people think of me if they knew what was going on in my life? The truth is, number three, with God, it's never too late to start again. This whole incredible story of a person who walked away from the house of bread coming back home. Maybe today, You are feeling as though I've been running a decade long of disobedience. This is what this family committed themselves to. Maybe they thought it was going to be one year. Maybe they thought it was going to be two years or three years and the famine would be open. But 10 long years later, she's still away from God. I want to speak to every person that maybe in our auditorium, you've been away from God. This story of Ruth and Naomi was written for you. I can guarantee you in this auditorium, 
that no matter what mistakes you've made and no matter how difficult it has been for you being away from the place of promise and covenant, the whole city is buzzing and the whole city is cheering and the whole city is applauding you. Why? Because you've decided to come home. Our God is a merciful God. Our God is filled with compassion. He's filled with love and He's filled with kindness. You know, I had a friend who, um, when I was a teenager, he started coming to our youth group that I was going to and made a commitment to Christ. And he'd come from a, a family that, you know, really didn't serve God with all their hearts. And as a teenager, he would come to church. His family members, older brothers and sisters, they were, just thought he was crazy for doing what he was doing. And he'd come to church. And over time, he just fell away in his relationship with God. His, uh, his parents were a little bit harsh, a bit nasty. Brother kind of gave him a hard time, if I was to be honest. And years later, I get this phone call one night. And it's about 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, who on earth is calling me? 11 o'clock was an unknown number. So I answered the phone. And it was this guy that used to come to youth group when I was a teenager. He'd kind of, you know, uh, got a little bit uh, drunk that night. <laughs> Didn't make too much sense on the phone. <laughs> so I'm going, you pray for me. <laughs> My partner, you pray for me. <laughs> and I did pray with him. Next day I met him. By then he had gone through a divorce. Life was difficult for him. I remember standing with him in his apartment as I prayed with him. And you know what I said to him? Welcome home. Welcome home. We've missed you. Welcome home. If you're away from God, do you know what the chant of this auditorium is? Welcome home. Welcome home, Naomi. Welcome home. We love you. We've missed you. We care for you. God has a great plan for you. It's not too late. There's a lot of things you can restore in life. You can sew up, tear in your jeans, make it look good again. You can restore a car. You can restore a house. But there's only one person that can restore lost time. One person who can restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. Only Almighty God can restore lost time. And you've lost time. 
It's been a long decade of disobedience. And you feel like you've lost. And the Lord says to you, I can restore you. I can heal you. I can set you free. Because with God, it's never too late to start again. If you've been away from God, He loves you. He cares for you. For where the grace of God is, where sin and iniquity is, the grace of God abounds all the more. And supernatural grace abounds for you today. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? And I'm gonna give an opportunity for people. Maybe you've been away from God. Maybe you've been running. And the love of God is reaching out to you today. And the Lord's calling you back to Himself. Maybe for you, you've never known God's love before, but you also feel that tug in your heart of God calling you back to Himself. In a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer. It's a simple prayer that invites Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to come into our lives, to forgive us of our sin and to give us a brand new start. And I'm gonna ask everybody in the auditorium to pray this prayer, to repeat this prayer after me. If you've never prayed this prayer before or you did a long time ago, but today you're making a decision to come home, why don't you pray this prayer from your heart? Church, can you pray this with me? After me, dear Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my heart, be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness, Your love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I'm now a child of God. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.